Above the law. I'm finally above the law. <laughs> Nothing you could say about that. That is one of the all-time classics right there. All right, we're back with you for another episode of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick and Drew, welcome to it. We plan What's on up, giving Drew? you not much, man. Very good week. We plan on giving you a wide variety of things to uh, discuss amongst yourselves after this podcast is over. But it's been an excellent week in the world of trivia and a lot to get to here. So uh, we'll get right to it. Um, just, you know, it's always good in summer. Isn't summer just a better, superior time of year than all well, Of course, times? everybody's just in a better mood. Sometimes. It is. You know, and this is one of those, like, we're going right into my birthday week slash Father's Day. I got, I'm one of those people that gets both holidays thrown at you at the same time. Oh, my wife's the same way. Yeah, she gets Mother's Day and her birthday. Mother's Day yeah, is yeah. always the week before her birthday. Yeah, yeah. Mine usually, it, sometimes it falls on the same day, but, like, it's usually within one or two days of each other. And that never bothered me. Uh, as a kid, uh, but as a father, it's like, you know, you, you feel like you're getting housed a little bit, I, th- I, I would assume. But I don't yeah, know. well, I always felt bad for kids that have their birthdays close to Christmas because right. you know, you it's gonna... aggravating buying somebody a gift right after you've just given them one. You know? Right, especially like, a big gift. What am I going to do? Two, give... two different things, yeah. So, honey, you just had that. No, but that was for Christmas. Yeah, but ber- your birthday is two days after Christmas. What would you like me to do? Right. You're not giving the effort twice. Right, right, right. So, you know, but it, it's all good. I don't think, uh, you know. You can complain too much uh, when you have a uh, great family to be around. It's it's a good thing regardless of uh, how few the days they actually celebrate it for you. Um, but happy Father's Day, early Father's Day to all the fathers out there, and that's uh, the point of that message. And you know what another point of that message is? Yeah, but if you want to know the dad not to be like, that's LeVar Ball. So if you're Lonzo Ball's father, like, you can— Well, like outshining him in any moment you can? Did you... So you were the one that just showed me that commercial— the Father's Day Foot Locker commercial. All right, we we got to just go right into this for yeah, the Quizzo audience. It's 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 really something very very uh, genuinely special. So without further ado, here's a new commercial courtesy of Foot Locker. 
With Father's Day and the draft so close together, Foot Locker asked us to reflect on everything dads do for us. All right, so you got some guys all getting drafted. Talking, right. Special, special Father's, Father's Day, Day message. Dads are special. So many so memories. Jonathan Isaac all those up. games of one-on-one -on -one in the driveway where he let me win. Darren Fox. Fox. Just, just never missing a Jason game. Jason Tatum. Of course, there's that big day when your dad berates your high school coach in front of an entire crowd for not getting you enough touches. And Lonzo. <laughs> Waking up early to drive to all those faraway tournaments. Or that special moment Back when your Lonzo. dad sits you down and tells you where you're going to college. Copyright your name to make it a part of a family lifestyle brand. One on first take and shouted back and forth with Stephen A. Smith about how you're already better than the reigning league MVP. <laughs> all those interviews from the stands during college games, the public spats with the all-time great soundbite after soundbite to the national rates. media, and then tells 29 out of 30 teams to not bother drafting you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the clinch. And fishing. We went fishing a lot. Uh <laughs> That oh, is man. A classic. Yeah, so Foot Locker approved. You gotta I think that's actually good for him because he gets a little bit out of the the shadow of that his dad's casting for him, but like you Well here's the question. Did okay. his dad set that up? You know I mean, does it go that far? Uh, it's boy, that's an interesting one. Yeah, the answer is probably yeah. Up on it at least? <laughs> yeah, he probably did. <laughs> he probably all right. All right, we'll let the joke go. We'll let the joke go. Right, because now that they made the joke, you almost can't even say anything about it anymore. Right, because it's kind of funny. I've been banging on uh, LeVar Ball for oh, months my. about how could you do this to your kid and it's going to hurt his draft stock. Well, we just had to put up with this We just had in nonsense. the Quizzo this past week the bad Father's Day round, so it was all not-so-great dads. A lot of dads that had kids out of wedlock, a lot of dads that have more kids than they know how to name uh, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, people seem to like that a lot. So, you know, there'll be more Father's Day trivia. Let's start it off with a little Father's Day trivia. In fact, you got any any Father's Day uh, interesting facts for the trivia world there since oh, we're, man, we're getting up on it? so much. Oh. But uh, I got a, like a lifetime of Father's Day trivia. But uh, let me dig something out here. Um, all right. Uh, hmm. Okay. We'll start with this one. Where do you think Father's Day ranks as far as uh, cards sent, like Hallmark? Okay, so what's Father's Day on the top on holidays? A, uh, yeah, on, as far as a card holiday. Hmm. Yeah, where would Father's Day rank for you? Third. All right. Going with you're giving a little bit more credit, but you're not far off. Fourth. Yeah, it's fourth. Okay. So, so you've got Christmas, Valentine's Mother's Day. Day, Mother's Day. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Those are the big I should have I should have realized that uh, Mother's Day would outrank Father's Day, but I forgot Valentine's Day. So. <laughs> Father's Day does hold an interesting distinction, but it's not as relevant today as I think it was in the late 90s. What's that? Um, it was the day with the most collect calls. Interesting. Annually. Interesting. More collect calls were made on Father's Day yeah, annually kinda, that's than That's kind of thing of the past. So people would call their dad collect. Well, I bet you it still is. I just don't know how many people are making collect calls anymore. But like back in uh, the late 90s, I know that one of the guys from AT&T came out and confirmed that that was true. They get more collect calls on Father's Day. Here's one. I guess I'll give you this within, uh, hmm. let's say, I don't know. It's hard not to give it away based on the amount of leeway I'm giving you. But I'll go three minutes in either direction. Okay, three minutes. All right, how long direction. do you think the average Father's Day call lasts? I'm going to say 90 seconds. <laughs> It's 11 minutes. It's 11 minutes? Yeah, 11 oh. minutes. Oh, my God. It's true, though. You talk for 90 seconds with your dad. It feels like you've been on the phone for an hour. Well, it's not even that. I like talking to my dad. It's just that men 
tend to communicate differently I, than like you know where I speak to my mom at great length about lots of different minutiae that my dad has no interest in learning about and, and you know sometimes it's uh, the reverse of that so every situation is different but I would imagine those uh, I guess what what got I mean, me people thinking probably that, say the same thing about me because I mean I used to talk on the phone relentlessly when I was younger well what got me thinking about was that you just said the most collect calls are made on Father's Day oh so, so you think I'm dad's father, trying to get off yeah, the phone dad's like hey okay son that's fantastic but it's a dollar ninety nine a minute. And uh, if we can just wrap this up. Uh... Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't necessarily mean that they were collect calls. I was just talking about the average Father's Day call. Okay, okay. I'm okay. not saying that yeah, they were I thought collect. you meant the yeah, collect call, yeah. so I thought you were saying they were trying to stick it to Dad twice, 11 minutes in. Yeah, no, the, a- the <laughs> average like, Father's right. Day call is actually longer than the average call to Mom or Dad, which is only uh, eight minutes. Oh, okay, so there you go. There's some interesting facts. Uh, I'm going to shift gears in, in general knowledge stuff and away from uh, stuff about fathers to stuff fathers like, and uh, there's no better way to celebrate Father's Day than to drink beer. Right. I mean, well, if you're, <laughs> if you're, yeah, I so I think most people are going to get this, but I'm curious. I have a weird tradition for Father's What's Day. What's your weird tradition for Father's Day? Uh, my wife makes me a frittata. A frittata? <laughs> yeah, do you know what a frittata is? A Nelly frittata? Uh, it's kind of like this omelet, but instead of. Promiscuous girl? Instead of you flipping the omelet over. Okay, you, you just keep it by there? baking it in the oven. Oh. I guess it's an extra level of an annoyance. So it's so, not something I get, but more than once a so year. So it's something more expensive because it's more annoying to make. If you, it just was one of those things where I had a frittata once, and I was talking about it for a while, and finally it was like Father's Day. And she's like, "What do you want for breakfast?" And I was like, "Ah, make, frittata." Make me a frittata. Yeah. So now it's just become tradition to that, have a frittata. That is my uh, Father's Day breakfast. I can't. I can't honestly say that I've never had a frittata because I'm not really even into omelets. So like yeah. the the extension of an omelet in an oven. Well, like a really good like... frittata, you, you're mixing in some cream into the egg and really making it like. So it's kind of like a quiche. Okay. Yeah, a quiche without the crust is really a good way yeah. to describe it. Okay. So there you yeah. go. So if you see frittata trivia. Coming up, there's a good chance that's going to appear somewhere there because we we do like I do love asking questions about like food. You know what ingredients equals what food because there are you know oh, yeah, so we, many dishes we, that we people just have of, uh, no idea what's in there. Like ratatouille, no one has any idea what's in right. You know paella. You know there's all these different things that people I think that have never. Yeah, eaten I used to think no uh, Wiener Schnitzel was a sausage. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's you know it's it's, and it's uh, veal veal right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Nothing sausage related at all. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones uh, that way. But um, you know, I assume most people are going to get this. But it was interesting, kind of learning about the distribution of how this uh, this particular brand handles uh, their global distribution. What do you think the best selling beer in Ireland is? Okay, I would. All right, I think I've heard this before, but I would say you would guess immediately. You would go to Guinness, but that's not the answer. I don't think. I think it's Budweiser. In Ireland, the best-selling beer is only because I've seen it somewhere. But I could be wrong. It could be it could be Guinness, and I'm dead wrong. And you know what? Budweiser is not as popular as it used to be either. So I might have seen this ten years ago before the craft beer um, revolution. Well, it, you know, it's interesting. I wonder how much that has shifted away because the historical answer has always been Guinness. Guinness usually outsells. Yeah, and I've been to Ireland actually, and I didn't see any people drinking Budweiser, and that was. Probably 10 years ago, so maybe not quite. Maybe that's probably there about seven or eight years ago. Um, so I'm probably dead wrong. It's probably Guinness. Yeah, the answer I have is Guinness, but I'm actually curious to see you know, what the effect of uh, craft beer has been on, on Well, my Ireland dad went to Ireland last year, and he said the craft beer is all over the place. Yeah, what I'm looking at is a map that has every country in the world's best-selling beer brand. 
and like some of the stuff obviously there's ton of tons of brands you've never heard of but there's really interesting lists and and it goes yeah that is an interesting list i mean i guess mexico i could get corona yeah corona corona light actually um, i think is the best selling beer so holland is what, heineken let's see you got to zoom in on said map to get to holland because that is a uh, very small country on this list it okay. does not look like heineken is there at least it's not what the logo looks like so okay. it might be a different thing but uh, here, any guess? Any care to but guess? But these are the best-selling brands from the country, in the country. Oh, in the country, in the country, okay. not from the country. All right, in that particular Guinness country. Guinness is from Ireland. Doesn't mean it's always the best-selling in the country. But okay, right. So, so like for the United States and Canada, any guess there? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know it. 100 percent is Bud Light. Not the same answer in both countries. So one of them's Bud Light, and one of them's not Bud Light. So the U.S. is not Bud Light. U.S. is Bud Light. Yeah, yeah, okay. U.S. is Bud Light. Canada's best-selling. Hmm. I mean, is it Canadian? Nope. All right. So is it Coors Light? It's Budweiser. Really? They're still drinking Budweiser in still Canada? Still drinking Budweiser. We both so went they're to like, Canada this year. Do you see anybody drinking a Budweiser? There were a lot of craft breweries around, but I was in Toronto. When I see somebody so... drinking a Budweiser, that was my grandfather's beer, and it just jumps out at me when I see it, and I feel like I don't see it anymore. Like... When I was growing up, it was the girls were drinking Miller Lite and the guys drank Budweiser. Yeah, I mean, this article is from 2015, the... so it's reasonably recent. Uh, yeah, you know, but I think yeah, that's, I, mean, I don't know that's... if their statistics are any better. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's... right now Budweiser, the company that owns it, is out there buying up craft breweries all over the place. Well, that I mean, makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's the craze that's that's happening. I think small batch beer, generally speaking, is so much better. Uh, oh yeah, it's 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 not even a contest and. We'll give, I guess we'll give this a, a time to shout out to the craft breweries that we work with for Quizzo because there are quite a few of them. And if yeah, you're, ever, you're ever in Atlantic City and uh, you want to check out the Garden State Beer Company, uh, they make a blueberry beer that's absolutely ridiculous with uh, fresh Hamilton blueberries. So uh, it's definitely a summertime, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon out on a boat uh, type of beer. All right, uh, well, if you're interested in that. I'll check them out and come back with my uh, <laughs> with review your opinion. of what, what are my favorites from them. All right, so uh, why don't you throw one at me, and then I'm going to do uh, another general knowledge thing. And uh, if you want, maybe we could work the Postman segment in early this week as opposed to at the very, very end of the yeah, show. Yeah, whatever you want to do. It feels uh, good in the uh, in the beginning stages. All right, so... Uh, I was all over it this week with him, but uh, we'll see how, how you do. Did you see who won Best Actress at the Tony Awards? Bette Midler. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Good for Beth, back uh, in the for, uh, Broadway uh, Hello, stage. Dolly, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely uh, right. Then you're all over the uh, New York theater. Well, so. it, 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 first of all, I'm, I'm going to give another shout-out to a whole other company and a wonderful woman that I know that runs a website called theaterpizzazz.com, and it gives you all a rundown of everything Broadway. I, I do like Broadway, and I'm interested certainly in it from a trivia standpoint, but I heard about that whole thing from Howard because uh, J.D. pulled a clip of them playing Bette Midler off early. Oh, it was great, and she talked right and, through and it without even. Like, and then she eventually. I think she even said, "Turn that crap she's off." Turned that crap off, and everybody and then eventually, applauded. after they two did. minutes, they just stopped playing the music. Yeah. It's like the song was over, over and, and they she were just, just like, "All right, let her go." But uh, what are you? What are these shows doing? Finally, you got somebody that won an award that anybody cares Howard about. Was, he was all over, and it you're and playing it made off. No sense whatsoever. They should she's, let her talk the whole show. It should all be <laughs> Bette Midler. Right. The entire Tony Award should be like celebrate Bette Midler, like. She's a legend. She's done so many amazing things, and she's coming to the end of her career. In, well, and it's very know, funny because she is level. a legend, and she's done so many things, and not one single thing has ever come across my interest level. 
So as I was like looking some things up for her, you know, trivia oriented. I mean, I had no idea how far back her career. She was in Fiddler on the Roof in the late sixties. Absolutely. Do you know where she's from? No, I don't. Where she was born? Brooklyn. This is really interesting. Okay. She's Jewish family. Okay, sure. Yeah, from Honolulu, Hawaii. No kidding. Yeah, her dad painted uh, military ships. Interesting. So she grew up in Hawaii. Yeah, she grew up in Hawaii. She went to college in Hawaii. Oh, so she's Hawaiian, literally. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. I would have just said New York because she's in New York and she ended up there. And you associate her with Broadway, but no, she was uh, from Hawaii. That's funny. Uh, moved to New York. I get people all the time. They're like, oh, you're from Hawaii? And I'm like, no, no, no. And then I take out the card a little bit further. But in my wallet, like where your license should be, I have McLovin's driver's license from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. So, like, you can't really <laughs> see his face in the thing, but, like, it That's just funny. says, like, the Hawaii top. So people are always like, ah, oh, you're from Hawaii? It's a great conversation starter. I'm like, nah. And, yeah. of course, when you think of Ben Miller, you think of her, uh, you know, large gay following, right? Yeah, I don't know that that's the first thing that I See, think I, of, but I'm, I, but I'm, I, I, but I'm aware do. that she's well, a, you know, she's a friend of the community, just, and that's certainly somebody. I guess that, it's because of my relationship, my buddy Beard. Right, right, so right. So it's like you know he has shown me what is big in the gay community sure, over sure. the years. So absolutely, no. I mean, um, there's look. look we've, I was I was going to ask you, do you know how that came about? Her uh, loyal following in the gay community. I don't. Yeah, neither did I. I was assuming anything Broadway, right? Right. Related. That been, was it beaches? No, she actually went to something called the Continental Baths. Okay. You've heard of the gay bathhouses back yeah. in the day? Yeah, I remember. There and was she like... would perform live oh. through like a circuit of these gay bathhouses in the late 60s, early 70s. Like doing show tunes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so she literally built a gay following with, and you know who her uh, piano player was who accompanied her? Elton John. Barry Manilow. Oh, that's the greatest. Yeah, Are she you had serious? Barry Manilow. So Barry Manilow and Bette yes. Miller playing at gay bathhouses? Yes, and her first album called uh, uh, The Divine Miss M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring a bell? Sure, sure. Yeah, that was all done by Barry Manilow. He did all the music for that and produced it for her. So they have a relationship that goes back. I know she's got uh, definite trivia related to being one of the first person ever to win an Oscar and a Grammy. Uh, Was it The Rose? And she did uh, the movie that 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 was in. Uh, So she got, like, the best, uh, best song award. And I think like Cher's done it, or Madonna's done it. There's there's a handful of oh, artists well, that have broken. Definitely done it. Madonna never won an Academy Award for Evita. She didn't. No. Or was she nominated? Maybe Not it could have just acting. been a nomination. Wasn't she nominated for? Evita? She could have been nominated. And I think you're right too, because I don't think Bette Midler ever won an Academy Award. Yeah, it might have just been nominated. I think she was nominated. Yeah, but there there are people Cher, that have done well, it. Cher won it for Moonstruck. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then she had you know uh, various hit songs. So those are. What do they call double threats and triple threats? Or well, triple threats are dancing, acting, and singing. There's actually right? there's actually people I think that have won a Tony. Well, because now Bette Midler will be in the category of Tony winner right. if she hasn't already won one. I mean, I don't know her whole career. I'm, she probably already has a couple. Uh, and somebody who's coming to mind is uh, is it Liza Minnelli? Oh, you know what? It might be people who have stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. In all five categories, or, or something like that. That's another. That's another great trivia question. I have to look into. Okay, so here's all the people that have won all four major awards. So, all right, so give me the four: Emmy, Tony, Grammy, and Oscar. Grammy and Oscar. Right. So Emmy, Tony, Grammy, and Oscar. Uh, starting in, and it's. I bet you there's a bunch of people you never even heard. It's of. It's mostly people you've never heard of. But here's the the first name that really rings out: Audrey Hepburn, 1994. She she got into that club. Uh, 1994. Yeah. How's that possible? 
I don't know. Maybe because she did. She's been dead for. I don't know. Uh, the artist only won a daytime Emmy Award, not a primetime Emmy Award. Oh, let's see. Well, that says you're completed 1994 for Audrey Hepburn. Years to I wonder it if it was her, it a lifetime years. achievement or something. No. Um, she won the Grammy in 94. The year after she died. So I guess she got that that award uh, for something that she did. Um, but, the you know, Mel Brooks. Uh, did it took him thirty four years and and accomplished that in two thousand one. Whoopi Goldberg. All right, that that one I should have known. So you know that's those are a couple of the huge names there. There's definitely and Marvin Hamlish, another another very accomplished name on there. But who's a, who's a composer? So um, some interesting names. But yeah, but there's a lot of like composers, producers, uh, directors, people that are not necessarily uh, you right know, the performers. The performers, right? So those are those are the big. I mean, names if you think about list. it, they only give away four acting Oscars a year. So, you know, you're drawing from a very limited amount when you come to just the acting. That's certainly a very interesting list, though. All right. um, I got a question for you. What event is going to take place July 28th, 2061? I know it's not Atlantic City Football Club winning their first championship. So we'll get to that later. That'll be a lot earlier. Wait, July 28th, July 28th, 2061. Definitively, I know something in the future people will be talking about in that day. I know what it is. What is it? Uh, the return of Haley's Comet. Return of Haley's Comet. So, where do you think that's going to rank? Well, pe- I remember in 1986 when Haley's Comet came, and I didn't see it for whatever reason. I don't know if it was cloudy that night. I don't know, but it was a big hullabaloo right, leading right, up to went. it, and the end result was I didn't end up seeing it. And I remember thinking, man, I'm a hope I'm around. <laughs> By the time it comes <laughs> when back. It comes back again. Still seems like a long way away. You know what I mean? Oh, but, yeah, it does. But, yeah, so at that point, it was like 10. So, yeah. Something to look, make it to 86. Something to, to look to forward that, to. Uh, you know, Brian Adams wants to write a, a follow-up hit to Summer mm-hmm. of 69. He could do Summer of 2061. Haley's so, Comet. Oh, yeah, return. no, I was only eight. Okay, yeah, so. All right, I'm going to make it to, uh, so then to see the return of Haley's Comet. Now, I will say this. My beloved New York Mets last World Series title was the year Haley's Comet came. 1986. So, am I going to have to wait <laughs> until <laughs> Haley's Comet comes back? Well, this year's because any, sometimes I feel like if it. this if this year's any indication, it, it's a shame too because especially with that team, it was like uh, they were on the cusp. You know, they were right there. You just smelt, you felt like a dynasty was brewing, and then baseball's a tricky thing. Oh, with my, those four my Brewers pitchers. were a toilet dwelling, you know, piling heap of garbage, and now we're in first place in the NL Central. Like, how do you even against the the in, our left side of the or the Chicago Cubs left side oh, of the infield is more so than our whole team. I know it's not the sports, but I got something so good for you because it just transitions right into what you were talking about. Beautiful. Then we'll go back to whatever you have. But do it. There's nothing uh, else. I had. The, the the Cubs had me thinking about this because you know Chicago Cubs finally win a World Series first time in what 108 years, right. and then all of a sudden it was like they were before. Uh, you know, the conclusion was they were going to win another one with this team because they were so dominant, right? Right, right, right. Dynasty. All right. What was the last National League team to repeat as World Series champions? What was the last National League team to repeat as World Series champions? Cincinnati Reds? Oh, my gosh. You nailed it. Yeah. Nasty boys. No. No? Right team, wrong era. Really? So the 70s Reds? Yes. Yeah, yeah. During during, during that World Series, the the Nasty Boys era, they mentioned that team and because they were going for it, the right? Red, they lost the, the, going, um, a, the A's, uh, the, A's, the yeah. Oakland A's. Yeah, beat them. Yeah, yep. Or so. did the A's win? No, the A's won. Then the Reds. Then the Twins. 
something. Well, they didn't. Well, I know they didn't win back to back, but I remember right. they were going for it, and I remember them referencing the fact that they they had won that. But yeah, Cincinnati Reds. Uh, yeah, so Johnny, you got to go back to seventy five, seventy six Reds. Wow. It's yeah, crazy. So, so, it's been a yeah. long time since yeah. anybody's repeated in an, our whole lifetime. Yeah, that's it's very, very rare. Not Baseball is such a difficult thing to do. Plus, it's like, you know, one of the things that I always talk about, and this is one of the things that I'll discuss with you from a soccer standpoint, morale in baseball, and that is so immensely important. And guys can go from, you know, a 290 hitter to a 240 hitter in the blink of an eye just because they're having a bad, you know, spell in their life it doesn't take very much to go from you know very very good performance to very subpar performance in a sport like that because it's so on you know on par and you really have to focus on the training regimen and when you win when you accomplish the ultimate height of that doing it again the next year when you've already gotten yeah, well, the, the reward the is season like, is such a grind uh, uh, it's it's insane always dinged up and long yeah, once you once you reach the top, but that's the but that's the thing. If you don't reach the top, you always have that motivation. You always have that motivation to keep going and fight harder, and that kind of never leaves you. But once you get there, doing it again—that's what makes a guy like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick so insanely exceptional. Because it's just their their commitment on a on a year in year out basis is championship or nothing. Like nothing. Well, means when anything. they won three out of four early on, I think they realized. That what they were working towards was more than just yeah, it was the back to back, right? The goats, to, to, the, to goats. Be the greatest of all time. Yep, yep. So it's like how LeBron does it every year. Well, speaking of greatest of all time, uh, I don't know that this series certainly lived up to the hype of the greatest of all time. I got to unequivocally tell did you, you have something it else for me you wanted to touch on in general knowledge, and I cut no, you off and moved right to sports. I was Haley's comment was it, and I wanted oh, okay. to, I wanted to go right into sports because you know obviously with the um, the NBA championship finally being settled and uh, and us knowing that the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers will not happen? repeat. It, 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 like right. It, it just was the most overhyped series of all time, and it was not very good basketball. Um, but I, Well, it was great basketball. It wasn't exciting in any way. I mean, the level okay, was of not, basketball, the level of basketball was, tremendous, was tremendous, but, but the, uh, excitement the anticlimactic yeah. nature of the series was not particularly exciting. Right. So, you know, obviously the hot button issue is Kevin Durant. Did he just buy his way into a championship? And obviously the one guy who's not going to be able to call him out on that is LeBron James. You know, that what's he going to do? Get up there and be like, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have joined him for the money. It's like, yeah, All right, come on. You know, this just goes back to last year when the Oklahoma City Thunder were up 3-1. Right. On Golden State. Couldn't close. Couldn't close, and then he went and joined Golden State. So it's a little different. I mean, LeBron left Cleveland, who couldn't get him anybody to play with. Yep. No, I I don't disagree. I get that completely. He didn't join the Celtics, who he had lost to. No, I get it. I, I understand that, but they, the but they did before. build a super team with you know with Bosch and Wade and what have you. But uh, the the trivia question that oh, I oh, and the team did not win the most regular season games in history, history the and then before. add the second best player in the, in the NBA. Right. So I mean, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. I think before the season started, everybody was did like, "Did Durant All right, have stay a healthy, right to do it? Win. Of course, sure. he had the right to do it." But it was kind of. I don't like it. Yeah. All I know they is throw off the whole balance of the league. If Durant goes anywhere else. Golden State exactly comes down a little was. bit. I think he should have stayed where he was, and they could have added somebody like Carmelo Anthony, and it would have been a different I do animal. understand, though, why he was frustrated where he was because they had lost James Harden because they didn't extend him an offer. Yeah, which was They'd incredibly lost. stupid because yeah. that, that team with Harden could have easily competed with anybody. Uh, that, that's a whole different dynamic. So, yeah, I get that. Uh, my question is my question is for you. Okay. Where did he go to school? Who? 
Durant? Texas. Okay, so you're all over that. I yeah, wonder I how many Texas people even remember I, I that. I love Durant when he was in college. I mean, oh, it was yeah. like nothing I had ever seen. The guy weighed like 110 10 pounds. Soaking like wet. 6'10 yeah. or 6'11. Yeah, it was the, the most Kevin Garnett-like game I had ever seen. When they drafted that. Odin over Durant, oh. I was all over it. I'm like, this guy came and walk up and down the court. Oh, and you're going to pass was like up, uh, Ralph Sampson Part 2. Here you go. shooter like uh, that. Just, just insanely stupid. And Durant is just such a great guy. You know, yeah, yeah, he's, he's quiet. He's, he's a very unassuming so superstar. Oh, there's there's no question. Um, I got one more for you in sports, and then you could give me what you got. Uh, I know you hate the Yankees. That's not a secret. You know, are you kind of over that because they? No, I, co- I completely loathe them. Okay, every morsel of. But my will you at least be willing? Will you at least be willing to admit that the days of why you gave me reasons you hated them in college, in other words, outspending everyone and their mother on every free agent and making every trade for every person who comes up. Those days are gone. They're at least building the right way with their team. <laughs> Was that too much to process? Uh, I will say nothing positive about the New York Yankees. Okay, so I'm just going to see Anytime now or ever. I'm just going to so, see if you can. So. I, I know you're going to get this because you do know the answer to it, but uh, have you heard the catchphrase, all rise, as it relates to the New York Yankees? Yes, of course I have. It makes me nauseous. <laughs> so what player does it relate to? Because the MVP candidate this year right now in the AL is a rookie uh, for the New York Yankees. Uh, Who's Judge? Aaron Judge. Yeah. All so, rise. Uh, honorable. We frequently do the Judge round, and, and I think there may be. But a will new... you admit to this? Like the Yankees do, put themselves in a position where they can afford to overpay for like a random component, and then when they're not at five, you know, above five hundred down the stretch, they can unload I'm just an saying... unwanted relief pitcher and fleece other teams. Like, and then sign what them I want to say the next year. Exactly. It's like, like, <laughs> stop trading with the Yankees. Yeah, it's the same Belichick rule. Don't yeah, trade with them. They're better than you at this. And they have been for a long time. If but the Yankees call, don't take the call. Yeah. Because they're going to get the better end of it. And Most they've times. only done it since, what, the 20s? Like, I mean, we're still like, 100 years of dominating. So this was what was surprising to me. I didn't know this. Do you have any idea how tall Aaron Judge is? Well, I guess I would have. And I, I don't think I've seen it written down, but I can guess from the screen. Uh, I want to say 6'3". He is six foot seven and a half. Oh my gosh! The guy is a giant. They got to figure out a way to pitch this guy. I want people up all night, like until we get this guy striking out <laughs> two hundred twenty times again. If the guy's six seven and he can't strike him out, what's the matter with he's you? Crushing the He'll ball. figure it out. Yeah, I guess he'll we'll get see. figured it out. Remember when Puig stepped into the league sure, and sure. nobody knew where to pitch him? Yep, it's true. Yeah, next year Aaron Judge. So 11 home runs. All, all rise is in relation to Aaron Judge, and you might see Aaron Judge on a future Judge round, like, you know, Judge Reinhold, Judge oh, yeah. Judy. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, yeah, we, we like that. definitely got himself some Judge Ito, the judge I remember, always was one of my favorites from the uh, – there's all these great, like, uh, judges who are part of, like, historic trials. You know what I mean? How about this one? Who was animated the fir- judges in who, that round? Sure. Who was the first uh, – who was the first ever commissioner of baseball? Good trivia. He was famous. All right, uh, was he was he named after like a civil war battle? Yeah, or something he sure like was. That? Kennesaw all... Mountain Landis. That's absolutely right. Judge was... Kennesaw Mountain yeah, Landis. I was pretty sure yeah, he, was he was uh, brought in to clean up the Black Sox scandal. So that's how he got famous. Spent a decade as a commissioner I heard he's of baseball. A hor- I heard he was a horrible guy. Well, oh, the worst. But but he cleaned up the game. But he was named after a civil war battle. <laughs> that's just a tough <laughs> tough way to grow up. Kennesaw Mountain. Yeah, what is it? Landis. The worst thing you could name somebody after. Sue. No, I don't know, man. That was rough. But uh, all right, do you have anything else in sports before we do some geography history? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we got. 
Yeah, it's more sports. Good. I like more sports. Give me more sports. Who is the first person to average a triple-double in the NBA Finals? Who was the first person to average? I mean, we heard about all this averaging a triple-double this season, right? Because right. we had a point guard who decided that he wanted to get 10 Rebound. rebounds a game. Sure. Uh, so we Russell had, Westbrook. Uh, right. So the first time somebody since Oscar Robertson had averaged a triple-double throughout the regular season. But I will ask you, who was the first person to ever average a triple-double for the NBA Finals? you got to give me a little bit of context here. Just give me a decade, and then I can try to take a guess that's reasonable. Because okay. I, I really have no idea if this happened in the 60s and it was Bill Russell or if it was, you know, 70s and Oscar Robertson or 80s and Michael Jordan. I mean, that. All right. Know. So we've been doing this long enough. Like, what is one thing to know? If you're, you have no idea of the era, you're going to ask something that you've seen uh, or more, right? more likely than not. Right. So 80s, 90s. Uh Oh, then... Uh, Did the NBA Finals just, just end happen. two days ago? So, yeah, so you're asking a question that just occurred. <laughs> exactly. So the first person to ever do it just did it. That's always one to nah, look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I right. said give me the decade. Now you're but, on the right uh, track. I would, you know, um, LeBron. LeBron. LeBron James. 32 years old, just became the first person to average a triple-double in the NBA Finals. So of all of his great achievements, and you look at this and saying, oh, man, he lost in five. Dude, what did it take? To put this guy down. You've got two MVPs who have won the last three in a row. Sure. You've got the defensive player of the year. <laughs> You've got another all-star defender and maybe the second best three-point shooter in the league. And in still, Clay Thomas. Yeah. And yeah, you, you beat LeBron James, but That's, it's, it's still it imagine. took a lot. So here's the question. Here's the $10,000 question. Are you going to come back? Uh, let's make a prediction. Are those two teams going to play again next year for the finals? I'm going to go uh, out on a limb and say no. Okay, I would say without a doubt in my mind, if LeBron James is healthy, then they absolutely – I mean, to me, Golden State could lose one of those guys and they still get back to the final. That's yeah, how far I, apart I, they I are. I think the West is uh, the West is definitely theirs to lose. The only thing that's going to stop Golden State is the salary cap at some point. But, I mean, how does it work in the NBA? Can they just keep paying those guys? I think they can keep paying those guys. So somehow they were able to get Durant in the contract, which is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Well, the money went up the same year yeah, yeah, or something just, like it's that. It's still ridiculous. Um, anyway, yeah, and who's touching Cleveland? Boston. Oh, I, la- I, I scoff. At well, it's just because Boston they got... is so far apart from Cleveland. And, they and listen, got the number Cleveland's one not going to sit though. still. Cleveland's going to do something, too. Probably Carmelo Anthony, which is what I think is going to end up hurting them. Uh, I don't think that LeBron wants to play with Carmelo. Yeah, I, I think, think so that either. LeBron but doesn't want to th- come out and think, say. You don't he think he would rather have uh, Carmelo than J.R. Smith at this point? That's not a huge upgrade if he so played the same role. who pays Carmelo's salary in that? You know, I don't know. Kevin Love gets moved. I don't think he's... If you're moving Kevin Love, you're bringing on somebody... Like an, like an absolute all-star. Yeah, we'll see. So, it, interesting, though. I mean, there's definitely uh, there's definitely a case to be made. But just go to Vegas, you know, place that down. See what the odds are of those two teams being back for a fourth Well, I think the problem year. is you'd have to risk too much money to make it worth your while. Well, I mean, it's, it's probably 300 to win 100 or something. I don't know. I mean, see if we, we could we, find out for next week what, yeah, what kind we of bet find that, that is. Uh, I think my cousin Jake's year. in Vegas right now as we speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll give him a call and get cousin Jake to get us some information. Yeah. Um, all right. What else you got in the world of sports before we do geography history? Do I want to do anything else here? All right. I got something for you. I haven't really talked any football, so it's almost mandatory, yeah, right? Yeah, you got to do some football. All right. So here we go. I got, I, got, I got one I think you might like. This is a two-parter. Ten points for each correct answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to know the oldest head coach ever to win the Super Bowl 
and the oldest head coach ever to reach the Super Bowl. So you know right there it's not the same person. So that should help you out. I think I got the winner. Okay. Um, Pete Carroll? No. Mm. George Sievert? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's think about this for a second a little bit more logically. Because I'm firing names that I just... Like, I feel yeah, like I've second, heard... I, it's like, it's I feel not like Jeopardy. There's like no I, music like playing. I feel like Talk I've it out. heard that. I feel like I've heard this question before. Carol is definitely... He's old. Um, he's older than people think he is. And I, for some reason, I thought that was absolutely one of those two answers. Um, <clears throat> really old coaches that have won. I mean, Pete Carroll is a great guess. No doubt about it. Oldest coaches that could have won the Super Bowl. One of the oldest guys that looked old even when he was doing it was Marv Levy. I wonder if he was anywhere on that list, either going. I guess he clearly never won it, but uh, going. Um, you want to lock that in? Yeah, I'm going to lock Marv Levy in as going. You're absolutely right. He's the oldest to reach the Super Bowl. There you go. But, of course, he lost the four in a row, so he's, he's not the oldest to win. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, he never won. So, uh, now the oldest to win. It's a lot harder. Um, well, it's not too hard, man. If no. you thought about this, this is right in your wheelhouse. I could give you a clue. Yeah, I'll take a clue. He went to Syracuse. <laughs> Interesting. He went to Syracuse as a player. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, as I a mean, player. I, just, yeah, I, I don't remember been. any uh, watching any game stats. Oh man, um, boy, that's still not three years older than your boy Pete Carroll. So, so there you go. Uh, now nah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit defeat on it, and I'm gonna beat myself up that wow. I don't know it. Wow. All right, give me one more clip. I give mean, me, you celebrated. Give me, these, okay, just you give, celebrated this win just like give nobody a, else. Just give me a. Oh, I got it. Damn it, I should have known it. Tom Coughlin. <laughs> yeah, Coughlin yeah, 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 at uh, sixty-five years old. Absolutely, for when he beat the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's funny because as a, you know, him being a giant and me being a Jet fan, uh, historically speaking, I kind of block those things out. <laughs> just in general, just. Good moments for teams that I don't like. I, okay, I, see, I tend to not think about them. Now I, you know, I grew up hating the Giants because they were the same fans as Yankee fans, but uh, which makes no sense. But to me, it did. But after those Patriots Super Bowls, I kind of, you know, I am totally eased up a little I am bit. Totally not against the Giants anymore. Yeah, I, I, don't, I mean, I they don't, took down. I have, that, I have no animosity. What was it? That seventeen and zero Patriots uh, team. I mean, I, I couldn't have asked. For more, right? <laughs> exactly. It was the most exactly. satisfying win. I mean, could you imagine if the Giants didn't beat them twice? No, it would be hell. I'd be living through. What would football you be looking hell. at? Seven and zero. Yeah, you'd be lo- you'd be looking at something that just makes football for the future not even worth competing in because you'll never be as good as them and you'll never be able to. At least we have that to say back to them. Oh sure, you know, hey, you're so good. Like, at least the Giants fans can walk yeah, around. Right, right. Giant proud. fans can ultimately say. We're better than you, right? <laughs> so we played twice during your heyday. We yeah, beat you two both and zero. They can wear those <laughs> yeah, two right, and zero shirts. Right. You know? <laughs> like th- it's almost like the Giants don't ever want a third shot at the Patriots. Oh, they absolutely don't, they, not. They Anybody do not, but yeah, they, they do. They want this era to pass so that they could just be like, we were the one team that got that over on you guys. True. There's, there's no question. True. So no, I have a lot of respect for the Giants. All right, let's get to some uh, geography history. You know, this this is interesting. It's one of those that I assume and naively so. Everyone knows. Everyone knows this because I remember it from fourth grade. I bet you I'm going to find out this week that not that many people know this, and that's a little dis- right. disturbing. You, you, you love these. Love these. All right. 
Who is America named for? This? I know you know this because you're a very smart, <laughs> America educated person. Let, right, Americo Vespucci, the only person that has a continent named for them. Well, who has the most land in the world named after them? Americo Vespucci. Americo Vespucci. Right. Do Two you, continents. Do you think, North America. Do you and think South that's going to be one that gets people? That people really like? Oh, I don't think in our crowds because people yeah, who play sp- trivia know that. will know that. But it's. I mean, I there's don't know. a difference between the out on the street interviews. I just feel like and Columbus still gets a reasonable amount of cred. I don't hear anything about Amerigo Vespucci. We don't have any stories, movies. No, but I think because as history will show it, the guy sort of you know maneuvered himself in there because he was the map maker. He was the map maker. Yeah, he was a cartographer who made the maps, and he put his name all over <laughs> the land. You know, at least that's the story I remember from a long time ago. So, you know, like Columbus is out there sailing the world, risking his life. I mean, you're talking about going to the edge of the world if you're Columbus. Well, basically, uh, Americo Vespucci was the, the first map. person. He was the first person to basically sell, say Brazil and the West Indies were not part of Asia. That was a whole other landmass. Okay, so he figured it out. He figured that out from, that, from Columbus's voyages and the tracking. That right, that, but did, was Vespucci actually in the New World, or was he doing that from his desk back in? Yeah, he Italy? died in fifteen twelve. So no, I Where? think he did it. I, I think he did it in Italy. Right, he did it from the maps. Right. So, but he was the first person to discover that Brazil and the West Indies were not part of like, Asia. I guess my point is Vespucci. To get the he's, most he's land a in the name, he's a saddler. In the most he's land in the world, in. named after you. Uh, I don't think that the uh, uh, it should be called Columbus. It any guess where he's? Any guess where he's from Columbia. in Italy? Where's he from? One of the most beautiful cities in the world, Florence. And, uh, Florence, absolutely. And I, will, uh, I don't know that I would have gotten. That's that. the. How did I not know he was that's from... the inspiration, by the way, for Atlantic I've been City to Florence FC's a couple of scheme. times. In case I, you're curious, I don't remember like seeing his house or anything. Yeah, Fiorentina. I'm not the... a big fan. Not a big fan of America. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, I think that uh, they're way overrated. He did do voyages, though. He took voyages, right? So... He did, but it's uh, it's not. You know. Not to the level of some of the great explorers that you would uh, rather see, you know, North and South America. It's funny. Chris Columbus gets a city in Ohio, and America right. Vescucci gets multiple continents. Yeah, and so they gave Washington, like... Washington, D.C., but they sort of threw in District of Columbia yeah, in yeah. D.C. Yeah, but they got, but nobody got Washington ever says State. It. Washington. No, Washington. no, I mean, Columbus got ripped. Like they, oh, yeah. It's like Washington, D.C. Right, right, right. It District of Columbia. Yeah, but what does that even mean? Just call it Columbia. Well, Columbia, <laughs> Christopher Columbus got Columbia, so at least he got that. Yeah. So there is there yeah, is. Yeah, hope. he got the, the, the most on... violent. He got the most violent country in the, in the world. <laughs> Historically speaking, yeah, you go to, they you make go to great Columbia. coffee though, and you know they do make great coffee, but the history of Columbia is not the one you would want to saddle Christopher <laughs> and it, Columbus. And of course, with. it's sitting on the continent of South America. So I'll tell you what, I hear great things about Columbus, Ohio. Oh. So I am just hoping that Columbus, Columbus Ohio is an just amazing grows. City. It grows. Yeah, I hear it's, it's really it is. It's a beautiful city. It's a great college town. Great. Yeah, we know Quizzo has been sure. going well over a decade there. Shout out to our Quizzo partners out there. If you want to go see uh, play the game, you got uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in Bethel. You got Buffalo Wild Wings in. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, we have a couple of them out there, um, all in the Columbus proper. Worthington, I believe, oh, is one man, of the what's areas. What's the name of the guy who made that um, McDonald's supersize me? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. A Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock. Yep, yep. He played a great prank where he went out and said he was starting a chicken chain. Okay. A fast food chicken chain. 
Okay. Did you see this prank no, that he I pulled? I did not. And he did it in Columbus because he said it's like the most diverse city that they can get the best, you know, statistics back on. Okay. So his first place he opened was going to be in Columbus. And it was like the, the prank that he was playing was like he served his chicken sandwich. It was the only thing you could get is one chicken sandwich. And like they didn't have fries. They had, I want to say like fried green beans or something. Okay. It was like his point was like if you build it and market it, like people will come. Right. And Even it if said, it's like, ridiculous. And... Right. But he had like the warnings on it. Like these chickens were raised in like inhumane with antibiotics and stuff. And the people just lined up. Get behind the chicken sandwiches, like it's like, you know, if you put like a a, a nice cafe cafe together, sure, people will buy it. Like, it doesn't no matter make, what it, warnings you put on it. It doesn't even matter. Well, well, think about this for a second. We literally put skull warnings on cigarettes. We put skull and crossbones, and like you will die if you take this in your and system. And the tobacco companies made more money billions last year of than dollars. Like there is absolutely year. nothing. It's There's like, will I, will I die immediately? No, you'll die very slowly. Oh, well, <laughs> forget it. Wait, what's this going to get? Uh, well, it's going to cost you also a fortune of money every single week. The greatest oh. is the people that uh, they go, oh, yeah, well, I-, I had an aunt smoke two packs of cigarettes a day, lived to be 90. And it's like, okay, so you're one aunt. The one person. <laughs> there are things called outliers. Yeah. You're but not going to you're not gonna live know, to your 90. But we know thousands, hundreds of thousands of people a day are dying yeah. from it, but you know one person. I'm glad you know that one person. Hold on to that, folks. It'll work for you. Here's a good one for you. Um, again, one of these, I know you know it, uh, so I'm not asking this because I don't think you're going to know it, but uh, I'm curious what knowledge of it. Obviously, we've had a, a big thing in the news. We're not a political group here, so we don't really talk about politics, but as far as it's newsworthy goes, All right, so I think it's what the news. Is, we don't really give a lot of political opinions, but yes. we can talk about Sure, politics, sure. We talk obviously. about current events, but I yeah. think that's the way to do it. So obviously you heard former uh, the testimony of former FBI commissioner uh, James Comey, and it got me thinking who the first ever commissioner of the FBI was. Did you see was. how many people watched that? Yeah, the ratings were insane. 20 million people. people. Yep, I was thinking about trying to figure out a trivia. A way to get I didn't that. have time to well, look that's it what up. Got, that's what got me writing thinking, like, this one the just largest because testimony ever the FBI watched? was in the news, so I figured, you know— uh, people right. don't know a lot of history about the FBI, and I'm not sure a lot of people even know that this guy, and they know his name, what his story was. But he's one of the most fascinating people in American history and, and just had a immensely interesting life more than anything else. So who's the first ever FBI director? J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover. Literally created the agency from scratch himself. Uh, Played so by uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. So if you want to get a uh, two-minute Hollywood version or two two-hour Hollywood version of uh, Hoover – uh, but there is that story That's that he was a cross-dresser. About, uh, Supposedly that was uh, set up by people who just wanted to bring his image down, and they there's not there, oh, there's so not really a lot that was there's just, not a lot of truth to that. So it's funny. just he's just a very how many years guy. later, and I just assumed that was true. That well, it's <laughs> I, I read this whole backstory that said there there may be some truth, but there but the actual incidences that most people cite were definitely fabricated and uh, definitely. Thinking, all right, so he was wearing ladies' underwear. Who cares? He just was asexual. I think have. that's what, you know, that was his whole deal. So J. Edgar Hoover, first ever FBI director, go look director, go look at his history because it is a incredibly interesting history. Um, that's what I had in geography history. What do you got for me in geography history? All right. Do you know what uh, Big Ben is? Yeah. Big Ben is the uh, the uh, the clock, t- the bell in yes, the clock tower, yes. the bell there that rings go. in the clock tower in England. Yes. Right, Everybody so, assumes it's the clock, but it is the bell. 
You're absolutely right. So I was thinking about famous Bell. So I go here, 50-50. Okay. What's older, Big Ben or the Liberty Bell? Again, this is one of those, I think if you're asking it, the less obvious answer is the right one. So I'm going to go with Big Ben by a long, long, long margin. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Liberty Bell. You think Liberty Bell's older than the Big reason, Ben? I think the reason you would ask that question would lead you to think the Liberty Bell's there. But actually, I feel like Big Ben was like the 1500s for some reason. I don't know why. But, uh, you know, let's let's go with uh, the Liberty Bell as the answer because that's, that's my logic in answering those 50-50s. All right. Well, you got me. Liberty Bell? Yeah. Liberty Bell's older. 1752. Liberty Bell was So Big Ben, only around since 1856. Oh, wow. Okay. Made That's... famous because of uh, European vacation, right? Yeah, well, of course. Look, kids. Look, kids. Big, Big ben. ben. Parliament, right? Parliament. There was a, yeah, they were on a roundabout. We were just talking about how old Oxford couldn't, is. He couldn't get so out of, off the roundabout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the best. The it started to get they dark. They spent all night <laughs> yeah. just going in the same roundabout. Um, couldn't figure it out. But, yeah, we were talking about how old Oxford was, and I'm thinking when people think of England, they're going to be thinking, oh, Big Ben's got to be older than the Liberty yeah, Bell. I mean, that's what I was thinking, 1500s. Like, uh, could be very old, but... Uh, no, that, that that definitely is interesting. That so Canada is Canada older than uh, Big Ben? Younger because uh, what what year did you give me as Big Ben? Eighteen fifty six. Yeah, so Big Ben's a little older than Canada because I think Canada's like in the eighteen sixties. Yeah, Montreal's actually very old. Yeah, well, as provinces, sure. I mean, yeah. we almost oh. fought a war over that whole territory too. It was yeah. all settled. I'm gonna say they're they're four hundred years old or something like that. Yeah, yeah, makes that, sense. That makes total sense. Okay, anything else in geography history before we move on to entertainment? Yeah, I saw this. Um, remember we were uh, talking a couple months back about uh, the guy who shot uh, Osama bin Laden? Yes, absolutely. Right. Okay. Nobody, Rob, o- nobody, Rob O'Neill. And yeah, nobody, nobody knew, knew his name. name. Yep, Robert O'Neill, right? All right, so we're going to test this theory on you. Okay. Who was the American sniper? Do you know his name? I can't. I can't go with uh, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> is that the? Uh, well, if I ask the actor you, you who do, played, you do realize that more people will put that down as an answer than the correct answer. Oh, I think. right. Because they'll just be like, Bradley and they'll know they're not getting it. Yeah, but, but they'll just be like, like here's uh, the we, thing I do know. We, we know something. By the way, folks, um, you know, as a trivia host, that doesn't impress me. When you give me some other fact about the thing, and it's not no. the question that I asked, I'm not. I much you prefer points. like I much I, prefer I, a clever you know, answer. Like, no, let, I like funny. I tell yeah. them if you're terrible at this game, but you make me laugh, I'll have mercy when I read your <laughs> score out loud. I give that as a straight because seriously, you don't want to embarrass people by being like, oh, you know, and here's the team with 200 points when everybody else has got 500 points. So I'm not going to embarrass you, but make me laugh. You know, don't, and what is don't... And what is the obvious joke that's not great either? No. But like last night, I was. Uh, What'd you get? Doing a music round, and I played uh, the, a clip from the song Red Solo Cup by Red Toby Keith. Red Solo Keen. Cup. And the answer was, uh, fix my truck. And that, that makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. it's like... Fix my truck. It's just, yeah. It's like, yeah, I lost my dog. Somebody just gives you that, like that a totally cliche country song like, answer. Red Solo Cup, fix my truck. Fix oh, my truck. Close. <laughs> Might as well be. You're right there. You're right there. Uh, all right, so you want to move on to uh, entertainment? Well, you didn't answer who the American sniper is. Oh, yeah. Let me just let you off the hook. I, I don't know the answer. I would have said Bradley Cooper. That's that. Okay. Was, uh, all right. I thought since it was a big Hollywood movie. I didn't even see it. I was wondering gotta be honest, whether or not no the name would stick. Didn't. Because I'm thinking somebody should buy the rights I, to the I, I, Rob I, O'Neill movie. Yeah, certainly. If If it hasn't been sold already. All right, his name is Chris Kyle. Yeah, Chris Kyle. I did know that. Do because... you know he was sued by somebody? 
Jesse Very Ventura. Famous. Yes, you know all about the guy. Sure, so he was sued by Jesse Ventura because Chris Kyle said that he and Ventura got into a fight at a, like, Navy SEAL rally or, like, a, like a get-together. Yeah. And uh, Ventura was like— And I think the claim was that Chris Kyle, like, knocked him out. Knocked him out. He said he beat the snot out of him because Ventura said he's, like, not proud of his country or something along those lines. And, and Ventura, Ventura won. Said, yeah, Ventura won the suit, but then— Kyle died in that horrific uh, right, but he, accident. He, he, so was, now he, he was definitely something that Jesse was talking about that he wanted people to understand. He wasn't going after money from Chris Kyle's wife right. and kids. It was money from the publisher of the book. Of course. Because they obviously have insurance against these type of things, and sure. he just wanted it to be recognized that yeah. that story wasn't true. Right, and, and I, I think you know if I'm Jesse Ventura, I would be outraged at that, and that was kind of a weird thing about Chris Kyle was because there were a lot of like weird inaccuracies with his stories by a lot of people's accounts, so there was more than just that lawsuit, which – you know, he won. He won it in a court of law saying that, that Kyle was a liar. They never had a physical altercation. They only came in contact one time, and they did not even have – they were in the same room, but they did not even have any, you know, uh, interaction. So that was a, that was sort of a weird thing. But, like, you never like to speak ill of the dead, so uh, who knows what yeah. happened, and, and certainly well, I, mean, I don't. But, uh, you know, that's interesting stuff. And certainly uh, Jesse Ventura is one of two members of the cast of Predator that were also governors of the oh, st- yeah. respective states. That's great. So if Carl Weathers is planning on a run to be uh, pre- uh, to be governor of any particular Where's state. Where's he from? I mean, he's got to go for it. I mean, seriously, point, Carl. you got to go for it. What are you it? doing? Who doesn't love Carl Weathers? I'm voting for Apollo you for Green. governor in a second. Apollo for governor. I mean, yeah, I my God. Chris Christie can't run again, right? Can we get Apollo to come move to New Jersey? Let's see. Like Carl Weathers for governor. I mean, Absolutely. get the campaign going. He can going. run on the Atlantic City beach in the short shorts. Is there shorts? anybody else? What about, the guy that actually, what about the guy that actually played the predator? You know what I mean? With the political climate that exists today, you could probably put his face on a, <laughs> a thing and say, like, vote for the predator. He'll eat your young. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Don't don't vote. Uh, don't uh, blame me. I voted for Kodos. If anybody knows where that reference is from. So, um, all right, entertainment. I got a couple of really interesting ones for you. Um, <laughs> this is this was one of my all time favorites because I know they're uh, they're getting they just remade King Arthur, you know, and it was like a huge flop. I it think did? on a budget. Jeez, oh, I didn't even yeah, realize I think that. It, I think it was a giant like. Uh, oh my god! How did? Oh yeah. Okay. I think now I remember somebody saying nobody cares about King Arthur anymore. I'm surprised I was like King Arthur. But you know, well, back when I was a kid, it, I don't know. I didn't even know it was out. I'll definitely probably watch that on tape, though, at some point. Supposedly, they said it was the first flop of the summer. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword is what it was. Uh, is it rated PG-13? What it was dubbed. I, I you know, I honestly have no idea. But uh, It's weird for me. The PG-13 rating has just become something where I just avoid the movie at this point. Because it's like, they can't be funny. Or enough to get me like with with the way I could turn on HBO and sure. watch shows ah, and stuff. It's just... like, if you're gonna get, you think you're gonna get me to a movie theater for PG thirteen? No, it's got to be. Yeah, there's got to be something special there to yeah. to draw me. But it's it, it got me thinking about different brands that keep getting remade over and over and over again. Okay. Like all of these legend stories. So like right. th- this was one that I came up with, and I like it. And I'm gonna give it to you straightforward. So you got two parts to this, right? You get both parts. You get both answers. Twenty points. Going to be at the end of an entertainment round. You know how we like throwing those in at the end there. Yep. Who starred as Robin Hood in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? And who starred as Robin Hood in Robin Hood, Men in Tights? Two movies released within a couple of years of each other in the 90s. Parody, obviously, one. And uh, one of those, you know, King Arthur-like, 
legendary figures that just keeps. Right, getting I didn't want to get. You realize Robin Hood's got to be bad. Didn't they do another one? Wasn't that not Since too then? long? Yeah. Was it another parody? No, like another real Robin Hood. They did. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it comes. All out right, let every me get five Kevin years. Costner out. Yeah, Kevin Costner. Right. So that's that was, and, and of course, I've heard the big song. From the that? the explanation. Yeah, of course. Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. That's what inspired. What inspired the question was bizarre, but um, Arsenal Football Club, who you know was my favorite team, have their star player is a guy named Alexis Sanchez, Chilean player, and he posts these videos on Instagram of him and his two golden retrievers. They both look like Rosie. Oh, yeah? And That's my dog. He edits these himself, okay? Think of, like, Kevin Durant doing something like this or LeBron James because that's his level. He's, like, the best player okay. in. And it's these montages of him with his dogs. To, and to, he's got that song playing? As the backdrop. Oh, my God. It's the funniest thing you've <laughs> ever hilarious. seen in your life. And it's, like, the dog's on the boat, and he's smiling. The dog's on a lap, and he's smiling, and they fade into each other. It's like a bad 80s bar Oh, yeah, you got to send me that link. I would watch it. Oh, that. it's fantastic. So, uh you know, it, everything I do, I do it for you. And that, and it caught on. People were all over England were talking about, like, why, why is this guy putting this <laughs> soundtrack? It's just such a bizarre thing. I love it, though. Um, but, you know. So, all right, so I got Kevin Costner. I got 10 points. But, but can you explain this to me? Who was the genius that said, let's put Kevin Costner in England, in Nottingham Forest, and Everyone's got an English accent except Kevin Costner, who I, speaks so I saw, American. I saw that movie when it came out. I'm sure I loved it. American. I don't remember. I don't remember. I haven't seen it since what '92 when it came out or whatever. But how do you get away with that? How do you just like? All right, everyone's English except this one guy who's just Kevin Costner. Like and that. They must have, it, it must have uh, rated well. I, 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 don't, I don't, don't even know what to say. It's, I think it, back then you needed a star like that in order to get a movie made. I don't doubt it, but throw on an accent, dude. You know, oh, it, it doesn't make any with sense. A, with a Scottish accent? Yeah, but if, <laughs> <laughs> then do it all with no accents. You know what I'm saying? Like, how has everyone got an English well, accent I mean, think except about you? When Mel Gibson did Braveheart. Yeah, that, that's he, also... He, he, yeah, but he sounded great. He was he sounded Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was uh, you know. So I'm trying to think of who, this Robin no. Hood Men in Tights one. No one's ever done something as crazy as that. Was it a white guy that played Robin Hood Men in Tights? Yeah, <sighs> absolutely. You're thinking of Dave Chappelle, yeah, who was Ashu. We've asked that before. Okay, like, who played Ashu in Robin Hood Men in Tights? Okay, and it's Dave Chappelle. But All he right, was so not Dave Robin Chappelle Hood. was in it. He didn't play Robin Hood. No, I'll give you a hint. Okay, because okay, I need one. He was the star of A Princess Bride which is one of my all-time favorite movies. And somebody had a great post on Reddit the other day which said they got you know they're getting ready to remake every movie in the world that was ever popular. Princess Bride when it gets done, they got to have Fred Savage telling the story to his kid. Oh yeah, that's great. They or could his tie grandson. The, or his grandson. Oh, yeah, that could do it to his kid. Yeah, to it, whatever, but that could tie the whole thing together. Do you know who was the actor that read it though? Um Yes, I do. I could picture him. Um I have an answer. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I think I know. He was from a TV show. He was like a detective or something, uh, like a 70s uh, lawyer. Uh, mm. Sounding right. God, I'm, I'm, I'm right on the t- – yeah. I, I could picture the guy's face, and I'm just blanking on the TV show that he was in. But, but I want to say it was, a, it, was a, it was a lawyer show, and it wasn't Matlock. It was like the other one, whatever the other one was. Um, Oh, I don't want to. Spend all right, all I'll start here. looking. At, I'll start looking it up for you. I don't know. If, if you I'll, don't know, I'll it, give then. you the name. See if you. You want the name? Yeah, yeah, I want the name. Was it Peter Falk? Peter Falk. Right. Absolutely. So, what was Peter Falk? That's what I'm looking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely Peter Falk. There's no question about it. And he was definitely a. He he. 
he was definitely known for one massively famous character, which you are going to get in Columbo. Columbo. There we go. Columbo. I don't remember watching a lot of Columbo, but I know it was a no, really I never popular watched show. It. But uh, yeah, so Peter Falk was was the guy in uh, Princess Bride. Who All right, was... so I think you, I, I, you know, I don't know that I ever saw the Men in Tights, but I think he gave it away with the clue because I'm just by process of like I know it wasn't Andre the Giant or right, Wallace right, right. Shawn. So was it uh, was it Mandy Patinkin? No, no, oh. it was Carrie Ells. Oh, who was the the star? The other the oh, blonde hair now star. I see it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I, I don't know that I would have known that guy's name anyway. It's a good one because I got him coming up. I, in a, I got <laughs> him coming up Princess in a Bride potential. So I forgot he was the main guy in Princess Bride. Uh, absolutely, I got him coming up in a potential picture round too. So that's a, a double clue for you for multiple weeks out with uh, Carrie Ills E L W E S. I don't even know how to pronounce that. It's a very complicated name to pronounce. So, uh, what do you got for me in entertainment? I got another one for you after that. All right, I got a lot here. Let me just see what I want to do. Okay. Well, I'll give you something just silly to talk about for a second here. Uh, you ever do something, of course, we've all done it, to, sort of to either you know impress a girl or to win a girl back after you, uh, you know, maybe have made a mistake? Sure. All right, so you, you, you might have seen the headlines <laughs> like, a few Like make years a back. terrible mixtape and embarrass myself <laughs> yeah, or something you know, like that? All sorts of different yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. That I, I just, can think of various youth humiliations I mean, that I've right, gone Anytime through. you've been to the flower shop, you know, but uh, did you uh, – uh, You know what my favorite thing in the world was? What? I think I went on um, – man, it was like Valentine's Day fell on a weekend maybe or something like that, and I went in the morning to like a drugstore. Okay. And there were men – Lined up five deep, holding that crappy box of chocolate. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> get a sure. CVS. I, just, you know, knowing I mean, women just know—it's humiliating for us. We're, we're standing there morning. in line, with the flower Ugh, in their hand. So it's bad. Just, you're looking at each other with hands Ugh, down. Everybody knows. <laughs> you waited. It's like going out shopping for flowers on the morning of Mother's Day. Oh yeah, and it's just I, like I saw that too. Humiliating. Yeah. You know? Like yeah, I'm out here last minute. Yep. Yep, you go I'm, to one, the card I'm one store. of those guys that doesn't really care about my there parents. There is not a single Mother's Day card that is just even. Good. No, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, oh, it's they're, the all, they're all like slightly insulting. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, great. All the sarcastic cards right, are left anything over. Anything decent is gone. Right. And then you got the one guy who's just a man. Or you got the cards He'll walk in there apply. and he'll just grab the card. He doesn't not read even look. it. He, he doesn't even look. He doesn't even care. He doesn't even care. Wrong envelope. It doesn't fit. Just impressive. Perfect. So anyway, a few years back, you might have remember. Robin Thicke. I mean, this guy came onto the scene out of nowhere. He right? wasn't really out of nowhere. He did have a decent. I've been told because I I had that feeling that it was like he had one big mega hit, but he had. Well, he was famous amongst maybe people in the industry. in that community. Yeah, he he was definitely known. Yeah, because obviously known. Pharrell was trying to work with him. Sure. Then I mean, he had a. But I mean, nationally. Yeah, he didn't have a mega top. This 40 guy went career, from zero but he, but he to sixty with one with big one, major hit. With sure, one sure, hit. sure. Um, and apparently. He went on some talk shows talking about open marriage, this and that, and his wife got a hold of him. Oh yeah, left and him. Uh, left him. Oh yeah, and he wrote his next album to try to win her <laughs> exactly. back. So I was going to ask, and you, it was a huge. What flop. was the name of the? Was <laughs> a double mistake. Was, what was the name of uh, Robin Thicke's 2014 follow-up album? Okay, so it was called Paula. Yes, because I remember. Paula. I know this story. She's an actress. I looked her up. I was like, I want to see this whole, you yeah, know, yeah. this whole thing. I mean, can you imagine he's got that out. hanging on his wall? His <laughs> <Yeah>. album. Need <laughs> to Paula. Oh, there God. wasn't a hit on it. It was depressing oh, and it, it was terrible. And, your and like six months later, she filed for divorce. And then you got sued for stealing the song. And you lost the, the case. Right. Just, 
I would have broken oh, that boy. album, then your hanging on the died. wall in a oh, thousand pieces. God, Paula. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, let's we'll see if that. you get this. You're, you're on a roll here. I'm gonna go right back at you with this one. All right. What 1997 sitcom? Okay. So 20 years that, ago. This is my wheelhouse. If anything right. is right. Did the star character come out as gay? And what 1997 sitcom did the star character come out as gay? 97 sitcom Ellen. Yeah, exactly right, Ellen. Yeah. And did yep. the character come out at the same time as the actress? Did they coincide completely? I, not not 100%, but I think there was something to that. But I do remember that, like, on her – in the initial version of her show, she was not out as gay. Right, and, and then, then she came out yeah, on the show as gay. And certainly then, not the first gay character. Do you know the first gay character that was on television in I a do. sitcom? I do. I mean – I don't know if I'm going to get the character name. You don't have to get the I'll name. Get just get the I, know, I know it's Billy Crystal. Billy so. Crystal and Soap. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know. Draw a blank on his name, all, but I can mm, figure it out. I don't know. If I wanted to dig deep, I could figure it but out. But what was interesting about his character is they didn't do, even for the 70s, which was such a, like, racially offensive time to make TV. If you go look at, like, you know, Archie all Bunker, the family maybe? and all that. Right. It, you know, they didn't put his character in a kind of, um, you know, I want to say, like, Well, he was a, the 80s, wasn't he? Soap, I want to say it was late 70s. Was it? Early 80s, late 70s. But I think it, it came right around that. I got another soap-related trivia question that comes off of that. But my point about Billy Crystal's character was they didn't make him an overly atop effeminate, you know, uh, cartoon character. He was kind of like a, you know, this sounds like a weird term. but Like, like a Jack dignified... Tripper trying to be gay when uh, right, Mr. Roper exactly. was around. Trying to be overly yeah, gay. But yeah. it was, you know, he, he was just a gay guy that was just living, but he wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a weird thing. So I, I give that show a lot of credit because they didn't go for the, you know, let's make him gay and let's make fun of him because he's gay. He was a he was a strong character for, for that time oh, okay. uh, on television. Um, what was your spinoff question or something. Yeah, so yeah. what, what uh, popular TV show was a spinoff of Soap? Was it Benson? Benson. Boom. Absolutely. You hit it right on the head. So uh, remember the, the star of Benson? Doom. I want to say Goulet. Yeah, Robert Robert Goulet. Goulet? Goulet? Yeah. yeah, not Goulet. No, not Robert Goulet. That's a, that's <laughs> a different guy. Right, that's, maybe. What, that's, that's the what Vegas guy. Up. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. That's what was tripping me up. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. Very similar names. That'd be a good picture around like with, <laughs> with similar names, but that totally different people. Time. Yeah, like Joe Montana and Joe Montana. Exactly. Yeah, we, got, we already got four out of ten. Now. Right. <laughs> so look for that picture it's around in a couple right of weeks, folks. Yeah. Well, that's that's why this uh, thing is very beneficial for us. All right. Uh, did you see the new Spider-Man is coming out again? Another news is called Spider-Man: Homecoming. Is it the one with Garfield? Is he still the Spider-Man? No, and that was the question. They got a Ooh, new one. They got a new Spider-Man. So this is brutal. Man. And and we got um we got the the big star of this though is Robert Downey Jr. because Iron, Iron Man, Man is a is a huge character in this. So that he's all I see when I see this commercial is Robert Downey Jr. everywhere. Yeah, because that character is so great. Uh, he's the best. Tony Stark is just uh, it's so my great. favorite. It's my favorite. Not only my favorite character of his, but of any, you know, superhero genre. This, you know, Tony Stark. The first Iron Man was such a great movie. Do you remember when we went and saw Iron Man 2? Yeah. Do you remember what happened? No. Something happened. (laughs) Remind me. I'm so bad at this, but then you tell me. Oh, I'll tell you right now. It's the only time this has ever happened to me. Okay. So we go to watch Iron Man 2. uh, The, uh, what do they call it, closed caption? Yeah, yeah. Was on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't get off. No, oh, no, it was like we, a, they had a closed caption 
show, and we show. went to it, and we didn't realize. And we didn't realize it was a closed caption show. So we had, so we had to, to sit, sit through, through that the whole and time. I'm just, uh, people who know me, like, I'm one of those people that, like, I can't deal if there's, like, a light blinking oh, yeah. next it's to me. Oh, yeah, it's the most like, torturous thing in the entire caption, world. I like... tried to watch the United States-Mexico on Fox app, Fox to go, with my, my stepdad the other day who was visiting in town. And we had it on, except we couldn't get closed caption off. It was locked yeah, into the it. app. I can't watch it. And it drove us berserk because it was in the lower left-hand corner. And if you ever watch a soccer match, a ton of action happens oh, in the yeah, lower left-hand corner. So yeah. every time it would go down there, we'd miss everything that was happening on the screen because of the closed captioning. And, it, you know, if, if uh, the head of Fox Sports to go happens to be listening to the Quizzo podcast, please fix that. That would mean a lot to me. So yeah, thank you. I, I remember, like, wh- about five minutes in, I – Walk out of the theater and I, and I go to the front to the complain. Yeah, the and the close... woman's like, the woman's like, uh, well, you know, sir, there, there's like a woman in there who's who's, you know, deaf, deaf, deaf. and like, who that's... couldn't enjoy it without. I was like, yeah. you've ruined my night, <laughs> right? But, but, but we were <laughs> but the, sir, but sir, but we were the idiots that went in there into that <laughs> yeah, particular like a horrible viewing. person. It's like this is ruining my, my experience. Show. Right. And meanwhile, like... there's a Poor person in here that who's been to... deaf their whole life. <laughs> right it's now, like get over yourself. Right. You get to hear when you walk out of here, buddy. Yeah, so that's our. But uh, do you have any idea who the new Spider-Man is? I didn't know who Andrew Garfield was before. Before that, yeah, short lived. It was a great movie, actually. It's like year, what, you know, I got a good idea. Spider-Man and KFC should keep trading their actors, yeah, so we just, could we could keep we'd send Norm McDonald into this Spider-Man. This is why I'm angry send, about uh, Spider-Man in the first Andrew place. Andrew Garfield to do the. I Colonel. love the Tobey Maguire yeah. reboot of Spider-Man. Yeah, I just thought great. those movies were great, and I thought they should have waited at least a decade before bringing on another Spider-Man. I don't know why and they, they went have right just, into another. Why one. was Tobey Maguire not keeping that role? Oh, I think he probably just made a fortune, and it was one of those things where he, want, he said he, he wants to care. move on or, yeah, or something. I, I could see that. He does interesting projects, and he works There is a people, point but... at which – what did he do, three of them? Yeah. So. Yeah. There is a point at which you just become that guy. I mean, look at Daniel Craig. He tried to walk away from Bond, and then they just threw him a bunch of money, and he's like, okay. All right, all right, I think Bond he again. said like he'll never play Bond again, and then I was like, well, t- look at this check. Well, it's true. All right, and, I'll and, do two more. And, and, and then, to Tobey Maguire's yeah. credit, I think most people forget about him as Spider-Man. It was sort of like a blip. You know what I mean? I don't think people are like, oh, he's Spider-Man, and he, he can be nothing else. You know, it's like there's a million Spider-Mans. I don't think of anyone particular uh, associated with it, even though he's my favorite of them. I, you know, I don't and know that it matters. This, did the Garfield kid do one or two? I have no idea. I think it was a couple. Because now he, he just got one. nominated for Best Actor for Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, year, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson directed movie. Um, All so, right, so the new Spider-Man, I'm take, should I take a guess? Is it even something gettable? I don't know. I mean, he's a name that I recognize, but he's very young. A very young name that you recognize. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom no, I don't Holland's know Tom name. Holland. He's Spider-Man. That's the answer to that question. Do you so. have any credits of his before? Uh, I'm yeah, sure I haven't seen him. Yeah, so let's see. There's one or two things that I recognize him. Um, let's see what we got for Tom Holland. Uh, and uh, Not Tom Holland's Worth, who you recall was uh, a heck of a... No, he did this like a miniseries called Wolf Hall, which I guess got him on the radar, and then they brought him into Captain America Civil War. Uh, as you know, like introducing the character of Spider-Man. Oh, so he's played young... Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man he, already, but just in a in a brief part. So you know, and that and then he did. Uh, he's got you know, this is his first major role as Peter Parker. So okay. first full movie. Right. So lucky dude. We'll see. I mean, you know, I think people will go for Iron Man. 
uh, whether or not they like Spider-Man. That's uh, true. Knowing, Iron Man knowing has that he's a lot of clout. I mean, look at the Avengers; all were huge successes with him. And yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll we'll have that one in the quiz as well. What else you got in the uh, the entertainment world for me? Okay. Um, how do I ask this one? This is one of those where you really there's so many different directions, but um, I guess I'll go with. I guess I'll go with this. What is unusual? Not unusual. About the film directors, screenwriters, and producers, Lily and Lana Wachowski. What is unusual about the directors, screenwriters, producers, Lana and Lily Wachowski? So the Wachowski brothers... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> are now the Wachowski sisters ah, because they both uh, they both transitioned and uh, are are living as females. Um, and I believe they did the Matrix, right? They were the directors of the Matrix. They've actually two of my all time favorites. They did the Matrix, right? And they did V for Vendetta. Yeah, you remember that? Love movie? that movie. I love that movie. Love that movie. That's a that's a very very underrated movie. Uh, Natalie Portman, right? Yeah, Natalie Portman. Yeah, she was great in that. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. So I was just saying, man, how unusual is that? Two brothers? They work together? They become <laughs> trans women together? They did it very far apart, though, too. Yeah, like, that's, you know. Like over a decade apart, but. Uh, I, I, I'm curious to see what. I just think this year, any... there's been so much trans talk this year. How did the Wachowskis fly under my radar for so long? I mean. I, I've heard it mentioned, you know. I, yeah, I mean, you got it. In I, I don't think. Um, you know, we are necessarily in tune with that uh, with that demographic enough to know like how it's talked about in their community. Uh, but I do know that it was mentioned, you know, uh, on Stern multiple different times. But uh, basically, talking about what kind of projects they're going to do moving forward, I, I'm curious to see. They haven't like, how... put out much good films. I mean, the, right? Much good films. The, the latest three films that they put out, I don't think did very well. And then they had a Netflix series. Oh, okay. Which lasted two seasons. Mm-hmm. I think the one sister bailed after season one, and then it got canceled after season two. Were they working together on it, or was they it... worked together on season one? Gotcha. And, and then, then season two was just season was, two but... was just the one. And, yeah, it's, well, it's like uh, any any, any group of brothers, siblings, any group of siblings at all. Like we, you know, we hear the famous stories of the Black Crows of Oasis. You know, certain certain uh, families just uh, have a really they hard seem time to getting get, along. Uh, they they seem to have gotten like far out, like. If you remember the first Matrix and right. how great that was, yeah, and then amazing. the second and third one was very hard to follow. Not good. Yeah. I wasn't. And their movies just seemed to be more far out. Yeah, I got to be honest. I didn't like the third Matrix at all. I was very disappointed No, I remember actually going with... Uh, I was kind of bummed. Yeah, I was dating at the time, but my wife, and she had never seen the Matrix or the second Matrix. Right. And I was Se- like... Second Matrix was very good, too. I, I, I dragged her to the third one as yeah. her first one going to it, and I was oh, like, boy. just because I was like, oh, this is too... Too, I it's see one of the it. greatest movies of all time. This wasn't. is the fin- oh yeah, yeah hard to oh, brutal, hard to do. But uh, you know, uh, shout out certainly to uh, to their genius for the first one was was a great movie. And uh, you know, Viva and Vendetta is another fantastic one. But yeah, it's definitely interesting. November the eleventh, right? Isn't that the yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the day that uh, Guy Fawkes tried to blow up Parliament. Yeah, Guy so Fawkes Day. Guy Fawkes Day. So there you go. Uh, see if I got anything. I don't have anything else uh, for. Actually, I do. I do. I take that back. And it's in the same uh, world of uh, the UK. Uh, the, and the, don't forget the, about the postman. Oh, we got to do the postman segment. Sorry, he's probably listening. Going, God, they're not going to. They said they were going to get to my segment early. <laughs> I haven't gotten to it. Don't worry, you're coming. You're coming. We're going to get you. 
but this is the last thing I got because we are this is going to be one of our longer ones uh, ever based on the time um, that I've seen. Do you? Know, are you serious? We're out of time because I got something that's out like of a time. We're, we're at seventy-five minutes so far. It just goes <laughs> goes so natural. I'll Doesn't save it matter. for next. That's cool. I'll save it for next week. Uh, it's fine by me. Um, so the and I got to queue up the postman uh, his deal. But okay. uh, here, here's the question: Whose first band was named Them? Rod Stewart. No. no, Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Stewart so Rod faces. Stewart's faces. Yeah, that's I, I right. That too fast, that that's too right. Fast. So, all right. I'm glad you. Uh, I would have gotten that right. I'm glad you got that. Let's go on record. So, all right. Let's, <laughs> let's try uh, to answer it quick. Let's see what we got. Let's bring the postman in for our segment, still with no intro music because uh, we just don't have the time to do that. We got lots of stuff going on. I haven't been able to build postman some intro music, but I promise, I promise, it'll it'll get there eventually. So, here is uh, the postman's comment question. Back with the postman, but he's not wearing his outfit today. No, not wearing the outfit kind today. Of sucks. So of course, this is a podcast, so nobody can see you anyway. That's that's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. It's better that way anyway for the people who are actually listening to the podcast. All right. <laughs> since we're uh, since it is the summer season and it's getting hot out now, I want to ask a question about the bikini. Do you know what year and what city the bikini was introduced? So what do you got? I like how the temperature cracks 80, and the first thing the postman's thinking about is bikini season. That's, you know where the postman's <laughs> head is. Well, the guy that works outside for a living delivering mail, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's like, yeah, thinking hot weather. So I, I got it. I will tell you this. I got yeah, the I noticed, city. Uh, I got the city. The sun and, came up this morning, so I was thinking about bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> and I was all over the location. Um Oh, you got this? I got the city, and I was all over the time, too. I had, all right, well, let me, let me just float a couple of things. I, I, or I think I was slightly off uh, from from what I guessed. Oh, okay, because he gives you the answer? Yes. All right, so it's my job to try to... Yeah, and I've, got the, I've got him doing the answer here. So All right, we'll so... S- we'll see what you come up with, and then we'll do his uh, answer. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the bikini as maybe Gidget and that type of... You know, so that's L- that, L.A. That's kind of his follow-up little comment as there. As the city. Um, I don't think I would get off of L.A. as the city. And then, uh, so late 50s, early 60s. I'm thinking maybe the bikini was still a faux pas in the late 50s. So I'm just going to go 1960. All right. So let's see what the postman's got as an answer. Okay. Well, the answer to that is uh, 1946 oh. in Paris, France. Oh, and honestly, there is no model that, that they could find to model the bikini because it was so, you know, daring. They actually hired a stripper to model the bikini. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting. It's a good one. You yeah, totally yeah. had me. Now, I got Paris, France because I had heard that before. I guess the 50s because I couldn't remember quite when that had happened. But I remember it happened. Yeah, I mean, it was introduced in was... 1946 in Paris, but only a stripper would wear it. I mean, it hardly <laughs> it hardly became something that was Yeah, it was widely spread. Widely so, spread. so he actually has a little follow-up here. So let's listen to uh, what that says. Alright, here's another one. Now that it's summer and it's getting hot out, everybody's going to be grilling outside. So, let me ask you this. What year and what company first introduced the barbecue grill? You grill question. Year. First company and year for the first uh, barbecue grill. Man, he's not taking it easy on us here week three. I got the company. Did you? Right away. I mean, the company, I think of... First off with the grill is Weber. But That's the answer. Okay. Wow. Yep. That's great. That's Absolutely. good to know they were first. And yeah. Still number one. Day. All right. So we got Weber. The year? I mean, give me the, give me the century. I got the decade. 
I, I said we would ask it as a decade question. Yeah, yeah. And I was it, able I to mean, get the decade based on my thought of everything good keeps getting invented after World War II. Because <laughs> you're, when you're doing that type of thing, you're inventing those types of leisure devices. I mean, I before. wanted to say, like, I wanted to say, I know they were growing in the 50s. Right. So we got to go before that. Uh, so you're telling me after World War II, we'll say we first uh, grilled in 1946. So we got it. The, uh, the inventor of it was a guy by the name of George Stephen. And he worked for Weber Metalworks, and he created it in 1952. So there you go. 1952? 1952. And uh, George Stevens, who worked for Weber Metalworks, created the first barbecue grill. So get your grilling going. Right. I love it as a for the first company. Oh, great, yeah. Great question. Absolutely. It's uh, There's a couple things we're going to get out of that one for sure. So what do you got uh, to finish us off uh, before we uh, get out of here for the day? No, I'll save this till next week. Okay. Like you said, we're running long, so we'll yeah. Okay. I'm I'm good. Everybody, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, if you got last day of school, gradu- uh, graduation, congratulations, and uh, enjoy it. All see right, week, all right. So for uh, Nick, my name is Drew. We'll see you next week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. I hope you don't mind. I got up a little early, so I took the liberty of milking your cow for you. Yeah, it took a little while to get her warmed up. She sure is a stubborn one. We don't have a cow. We have a bull. Uh, are you still drinking? No, 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 no. I, I don't. That's, that's behind me now. I just, why is it behind? Me?